See, I think organizations need to stop being fearful of emotions and the relationships they need to foster amongst people. We've just got to start getting really real about saying, we're humans, man. We're not androids. We're not AIs. We're not chat box spots. We're human beings who are coming together and going to fail each other. So if we talk about trust, maybe we should talk about connection. Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode. And today you're in for a treat because we have Christina Foxwell. And as you'll determine after she speaks, she is from east of Texas. So, Christina, first of all, welcome and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Thank you so much, Tom, and thank you to your listeners. It's really lovely to be here. So, Christina, could you tell us about your academic and professional background? So, I have actually got a qualification in pension funds and have got certifications in different modalities of coaching and leadership and facilitation. And I've been in this game that I'm in right now for the last 25 years. And I think if I had to present myself as anything, it's a learner of human behavior. So I am endlessly curious and I spend my day talking to interesting people like yourself. So it's a great way for me to learn. What's your current role? So currently I am the global CEO for Ignite Purpose and we're in, in expansion mode after 11 years of setting up this practice. And we've got two new offices kicking off, one in Canada, which kicks off in March, one in the UK. And then next year, we have got the US on our horizon to empower people to do the work we do locally for the communities there. What is the mission of Ignite Purpose? To make a difference to one person's life a day so that they can make a difference to their world. So here's what so intrigued me about you, Ignite Purpose, and what you guys do. At least in the United States, the regulators have finally caught up to what you've been talking about for 25 years. And what they have said is corporate culture is the most important thing. I know you didn't explicitly say culture, but that's what I heard. Except you said it, let's do it one person at a time. I'm a lawyer by professional training, so I'll say advanced lawyer speak. You're building from the bottom up. And you're building a culture and you're building a sustainable business model based upon employees. So that really spoke to me and it spoke to, it will speak to my audience because they are continually trying to unpack this thing called values and culture. With that, how do you work with companies to unleash the purpose and values within each individual and then leading up to the entire organization? Well, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Without a doubt, over the last, God, how many years have I been doing this? 20 years and now in my own practice over 11, it does start with one person. And so the way we cascade into organizations, we have to start at the top sometimes. Otherwise, we can't get to the bottom. That sounds really hard. We work with executive teams and CEOs that are going, I need to do it differently because the way I've been doing it hasn't worked. So I want brave people. We work with brave people, really brave, because that means they're going to go through transformation first. 
And then as we get to work within the organization, we get to spend time with people to help them reflect and recognize that they are the answer to the culture they want. They are the answer to the world they live in. So how do we get them to release their fear and to step into courage, to start forming and living the space where they are better together? Because I think what's happened is everyone's gone into protection mode. You and I look like we're the same age. I'm a granny. I don't know if you're a granddad, but I'm a granny. And the old school leadership was, I tell you what to do. I can treat you badly. I can say to you what I want. And it's just not okay. And psychological safety is important because mental health is one of the biggest issues that communities are facing around the world. People are committing suicide. People are depressed. There's domestic violence. I can keep going. And if we just need to peel this back, it's because people have learned how to be on their own versus being together. And so what we've got to do is go back into people's lives and go, all right, how do we get you to be better with others? How do we get you to relax in your pants? <laughs> Nicely put. And release some of the fear, set up some good boundaries that are going to keep you safe, but start living, start experiencing what it's like to ask someone for help, to give help to somebody, to care about more than just your survival of the day. Could you imagine if people came to the office just more excited to be there because they're going to connect with people today and they're going to be seen and they're going to be heard and they will see and they will hear and they can build a community because I think that's what organizations have lost is that, you know, you get church communities, you get sporting communities. Organizations have lost that feeling of community. It's not a community. It's a life sentence to earn pay. And we've got to change that. We've got to create communities where people can bring what they have. And I will share this with you. It is possible. It is possible. It is scary. It is possible. So we start with a human. We teach them how to grow who they are. And then we connect them to the values of the organization and the leadership team go first. So the question I would have is, it seems to me a large variable, and this is trust. Yeah. How do you help an organization engender trust to the employees where they're willing to embrace or accept and embrace what you're talking about, to raise their hand and speak up, to be a part of a community within an organization? I think when I look at executives, I'm going to start there because that's a large cohort to the people we're trying to support so that they can create this, allow their people to the trust, right? Is they need the trust in themselves to recognize that they're communicating clearly that they open with their expectations, that they manage <laughs> their expectations, that they are working as a cohort together who are open with each other about what they need and how they bring it together. So I think there's an honesty, there's an openness, and there's a transparency needed at that level. And I'll just say this to you. I cannot trust you if I don't trust myself. Okay. Never heard it put like that. Totally. So if I'm struggling with me, and I'm struggling with my fears and I'm struggling with being peaceful in myself and all that stuff. So when I look at you, I never see you for who you are. I will always see you for who you aren't. And when I do that, how do I trust you? But imagine if we're going to flip the coin, get more peaceful in myself, work in my thinking, start trusting myself that I'm imperfect, but I'm doing the best I can with what I have. Working towards clear parameters, getting excited by a common goal releasing some of the fears of you're going to fail me. Well, you might, 
but that's not your intent if I work well with you and if I bring who I am. And then I can talk about it because I've got the courage to lean in and to understand where we went wrong. See, I think organizations need to stop being fearful of emotions and the relationships they need to foster amongst people. We've just got to start getting really real about saying, we're humans, man. We're not androids. We're not AIs. We're not chat box spots. We're human beings who are coming together and going to fail each other. So if we talk about trust, maybe we should talk about connection. Maybe we should, instead of saying, I engender you trust, I engender you connection. I'm going to give you, Tom, my energy flow because only when we're connecting with each other like that will we see each other. How do we do that coming out of the pandemic in the hybrid work models we see? Most of the U.S. is now in some type of hybrid work model, meaning they go to the office one or more days a week. Very few are five days a week. It's some, yeah. usually something in the middle, although my wife's company is completely remote. How have you worked coming out of the pandemic? Interesting question. It is challenging in many ways. I think if there is an opportunity for us to come together, we've got to start working on the coming together when we see each other. So we've got to start having those conversations about what matters. If we're all remote, there needs to be times when we can come together. I don't know American holidays as well, but say Christmas, right? I know you guys do Thanksgiving and Christmas. When you come together as a group that want to see each other, hopefully most families want to connect, right? We come together, we see each other. There is a joy in connection, isn't there? A joy, hopefully. (laughs) Well, I'm the wrong person to ask because my (laughs) wife and I never go see our families (laughs) by design. You are a family. So if you were away from each other and you come toward each other and you see each other, how joyous is that? Absolutely. Okay. And my husband and I dated virtually for nine months. I was in South Africa. He was in Australia. And we spent nine months getting to know each other because we took the time. See, that to me, connection isn't just a physicality. It's an emotional choice to be connected. And what we've got to do is we've got to give our people permission to make that emotional choice and teach them the gift of community and connection. So in our world, we've got these hybrid teams. We're getting them together. We're sending them back out again. We're getting them to talk to each other about the stuff that really matters. We're getting them connected with themselves and with their heart. And then we're putting them back into the community. Of course, we're working with the leaders on shifting the dialogue, being clearer. We've got this one organization we're doing transformation work in. And the key theme for this year is how can I help? It's not what more can I do? It's very different, right? But it's, I see you, how can I help? You see me, how can I help? What we're doing is we're putting the human back into this workforce so that we can create community. And, you know, Tom, I'd like to tell you that I have a cookie cutter. I don't. I look at the organization and we go, what are we seeing? What could we do? What could we try? What could work? But we're going to be relentless in finding the answer to together. We have to be. So let me change the focus just a little bit, because although for me it's extremely positive that the U.S. regulators have said corporate culture is paramount, and we're going to look at your corporate culture. When a regulator looks at something, they want to see documentation. Of course. First, they want to see measurement. Then they want to see outcomes. How can you help a company put something in place which would actually perform a measurement and then demonstrate an outcome in a documented manner that 
if a regulator or a shareholder or any stakeholder in an organization wanted to see the results, they could look to that document. I love it because I love what gets measured gets done. I'm all about measurement. I love measurement. Look, I do believe that we're not the company that goes in and does the 360 or the engagement survey. There are companies out there that do it and they do it well. We work with the data. So once we've done an initial, so we often partner, you've got a partner that's done the 360 or the organizational cultural survey. We get it and we sit with the executive team and go, right, what's the program look like? What are we going to do? And this is not a tick box, please. If you want to tick the box, go and find a rah-rah company. We're transformation. We really want to create the shift. So then we have a look at, all right, so if this is what we're going to do, we're going to create a set program. So the documentation is your executives are signing up to a coaching contract for 12 months. They're going to work with our team and we're going to coach them. And we're not going to coach them just on how they're showing up. We're going to coach them on their thoughts. We're going to coach them on how they speak. We're going to coach them on how they feel, which is exciting because no executive wants to talk about their emotions. So we document that. And then we start putting programs in place of teaching people the language of together so we can document that and that can be either done through our app which means we can actually show how many people have been on the app how many people have used it but then we want to start seeing some good stuff happening so we want to start teaching people what are the problems we're actually solving together not who is the problem how do we actually move through some of the challenges we're facing we get in the dirt with them tom I mean, we walked next to an organization for 12, 18 months. I've just finished a contract of seven years of walking with an organization because the exec team are now moving to different places in the globe. That's very exciting, which means we'll obviously follow them. But the point is the transformation we had in that organization. So let me use an example. Overnight, the core group was measured according to their peer group, which had a 61% engagement score of the similar kind of companies across Australia. Then the work we did with them, we moved them to over 90% engagement with 100% of the team taking part in that engagement survey. 100. So every single person took part and the score of that engagement was over 90%. So what does that say? And it wasn't just one year. It was over six, seven years we achieved that. Some people could say, well, were you running a cult? No, we did not have a cult. <laughs> We just have to be really clear. But what we did do is we taught language. We put programs in place. We aligned it to the culture. People join. They go through a cultural induction where we welcome them in and we go, right now, so the first thing we're going to do is teach you how to lead yourself in this organization, how to not be a blamer and how to not be a victim. What we want you to do is use the language and we want you to have courage. So we're inviting you in. So we do that from the word go. So we've got all these programs we could show them around documentation. The other thing we do is we create a coaching culture. Now that's scary, but it's not a, co a culture on what you are not doing. It's a coaching culture on who you are and how we're going to work with you into who you can be. That does not diminish the honest conversations that have to be had at times so that we can learn and grow. We change the language of failure to learning, which means we want people to show up. Do you hear all the things I'm sharing with you, Tom? There's documentation along the way. We measure along the way. We do 360s if we need to. Just depends on where this organization's at and where we've got to take them. And you know what? The people that show up in organizations like that, man, their life is transformed because they show up with purpose. They're not just showing up to tick the box or to feel used and abused. They're showing up with purpose. 
and it's beautiful. We are obviously recording this for a podcast, <laughs> but you are a podcaster and you've had multiple mm-hmm. podcasts. So I wanted to visit with you a little bit about podcasting Okay. and start off by asking, what have you gotten out of podcasting? I have got courage out of podcasting. I'd like to say I got cash. Well, it's not about that for me. For me, it's about sharing insights and learning and maybe learning to have the courage to use my voice and to speak to people to bring about new ideas. And I found that amazing. Through COVID, I ran Bounce with a colleague of mine in Canada. So good. We had so much fun. She was in Canada. I'm in Australia. We're locked in a room. How much fun can you have? Two women about to hit menopause, you know, talking about all sorts of stuff. But what we did do, Tom, is we came together and through that podcast, we did an international research, mini research study on burnout and how to be resilient. And it was amazing. And we spoke to some fantastic people. And then I met another leader and we said, well, why don't we start a podcast called Heart of the Leader? And we did. And then he went into another corporate job and poof. So, you know, we ended that one. And then, of course, the longest standing one I have, which is over three years, is my Ignite Purpose with Christina Foxwell. And I must say to you, the beginning, I was recording myself while I was driving because that's how much courage I was like, oh, my goodness, this is the best time for me to talk. Right through to actually working and and having probably more of a flow around the work we do. And we're about to kick off the hive with all our new partners from across the world where we come together and share our insights on psychological safety, organizational growth, and all that sort of stuff. So I use it as a platform to share, to challenge, to inspire. I've talked to a lot of people in corporate disciplines. I'm going to pick on HR right now. Yeah. And almost to a person, they tell me that the biggest challenge corporations will have in 2030 and beyond is talent acquisition and talent development, and talent maintenance within an organization. You mentioned that the workforce is much younger than you and I and that they want different things out of an organization. It strikes me as what you are offering and what Ignite Purpose offers really helps corporations strategically in that battle to obtain and retain talent. Would that be a fair assessment for your perspective? 100%. Because... We are learning and evolving together. I call it a hive, like a beehive. We're evolving together. And so it's not about right or wrong. It's about learning. It's about growth. It's about creation. It's about structure too, because there's structure. I mean, I'll use an example. My 18-year-old son is my apprentice. My daughter works in our practice too, and it's just interesting. She's 27, he's 18, and he's in business school studying entrepreneurship and leadership. And he's about to kick off a podcast for his area, for young people coming into the workplace on how they experience and look at leadership and talent growth. They're learning differently. They watch YouTube. They teach differently. They teach on TikTok. Like we need to be able to open our mind. And I've been challenged with that as a business owner. How do we reach people in different mediums to create the talent growth within the organization? Because it's not the traditional way. We have to look at how do people learn, how do we develop them, and how do we let them loose, and I use that with a lot of caveat, right? but how do we let them unlock their potential within the framework of the organizational outcomes we're looking for? Christina, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time for this episode, but I wonder, before we leave, 
If our listeners wanted any more information on yourself, on Ignite Purpose, or really any of the topics we've touched on in this podcast, where would be the best places for them to go? Well, drop me an email, christina at ignitepurpose.com.au, or check us out on LinkedIn. We've got a lot of things we're talking about in the market at the moment, and we've got a lot pushing out on media for content, for growth, for organizations, so check us out. Look at our website, ignitepurpose.com.au or ignitepurpose.co for Canada, who's going to obviously work within the US area too, or ignitepurpose.uk. Just reach out to us and our team. We really want to help. We want to support. We want to give you our insights and we want to be learners of your evolution with you so that people can be better together. Well, Christina, I wanted to thank you again for taking the time to visit with me and I hope we can continue this conversation. I would love that, Tom. I have so much to say. (laughs) Thanks to your listeners. If you want to stay up to date on the latest innovations in compliance and help your business run more efficiently, subscribe to this podcast and help spread the word by leaving a review.